Hello and welcome to the 55-1 podcast. My name is Wes Berdine and I am here all alone. Uh, that's because we've got a, a kind of special podcast this week. Uh, it's, you know, international break weekend and, uh, you know, w- we had last Thursday uh, the the um, Meet the Mingos event at, at the Black Heart with, uh, you know, forward Madison players, um, head coach Daryl Shore. Uh, etc. They were there. We watched U.S. versus Ecuador. I don't have anything insightful to say about U.S. Ecuador, mostly because my brain was just completely on trying to make sure the event <laughs> actually went through, and uh, it did. It was so great to see a bunch of people out there. We're going to be doing uh, again the U.S. Chile game this this Tuesday. Um, uh, the game is obviously starts at seven, but uh, first people who come at at six uh, will get surly pint glasses, um, and so. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that, but um, this podcast, we're going to be, uh, eventually I'm going to talk, I did interviews at halftime with uh, former Minnesota United, uh, NSC Minnesota Stars uh, player, Connor Tobin, um, and we talk about kind of his role in in the kind of the goal that basically saved uh, Minnesota United, uh, or Minnesota soccer, um, and then and then we talked to head coach Daryl Shore at the end of the, uh, after the game. Uh, so before that, I, I wanted to, to touch on a couple things. First, um, we have our sponsor, which is pencehomes.com. I don't have uh, Rodrigo and Eric here to do like the, the music background. So just imagine whatever crazy beat uh, Eric is going to start, and then Rodrigo sits here for like 30 seconds trying to think of something to say, and then they say pencehome.com. Twin Cities, um, throughout the Twin Cities, Realtor, um, and they've got this kind of uh, drawing going that all you have to do is call this number, which is, are you ready? 612-308-1122. And you can win tickets to a ho- the home opener. There's a lift credit, etc. cetera. Um, there's a lot of people who kind of keep messaging me about, oh, do you have any tickets? These are like awesome tickets. So hell, you could even sell them. Um, all you have to do is call this number and, and they've got like a brief survey and it's like, no, not a big hassle. I know that all you millennials out there, myself included, hate calling phone numbers, uh, but I can promise you that a nice human being will like not hassle you and there won't be like robo calls coming to your house. But enter this and then, yeah, right. Like if you have friends that you want to bring to the game, if you know people, if you just love uh, turning things around for a profit. I, no one cares. There's also like brunch at Groundswell, um, drinks at the Blackheart. I think there's a, a scarf or some uh, merch credit in there as well. So call that number 612-308-1122. Talk to them, you know, maybe just like chat them up about uh, uh, Minnesota United. Like if you just want to like call someone and, and talk about uh, the stadium, uh, do that. Speaking of the stadium, I think most of you listeners, many of you listeners, some of you live in, in Sweden and, and, and D.C. or whatever, um, but many of you uh, got to see the stadium this week, and it's been so fun kind of uh, running into people, but also just seeing everyone's reactions and, you know, just the, the general glee going around uh, fans because, right, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and, and it's been, you know, it was so fun going over myself. I only had like a little bit... Um, to go in and, and just like stand at the top of the supporter section. Um, and I kind of had this idea that there should be like some sort of like CrossFit supporters section, uh, supporters group, like just extreme fitness people who would like all wear like matching uh, wristbands or like the, uh, you know, those um, 
sweatbands and then they'd all like run to the top or something like that and hang out and maybe bring some exercise bikes up there. Um, cause it's really high up there, but there's this big concrete pat- platform that I think will be great for, um, you know, just kind of partying up there and it's still a great view. Um, the other great part is that everyone, it seems like got to just like sit wherever they want throughout the day, just kind of go test out all the seats. And, um, I didn't get to go up to the partially obstructed view section, but aside from maybe those, aside from maybe like a hundred seats in the house, it's kind of amazing how you just, you're right there by the pitch. Uh, it was a beautiful sunny day. Um, lots of people, uh, just like kind of taking different transit options, which again, I, I tweeted out a thread last week about it. And, um, and then, uh, this week kind of, uh, tried to, tried to get like a, a response of how, how did it go? And it seems like people tried different things. Um, shout out to the, the 16, the 21 and the A line, which are, you know, under, underappreciated, uh, ways to get to the stadium. And, uh, yeah, it was just a blast. I mean, I mean, two weeks from now, we'll actually get to do it for real. Um, but, uh, getting a little bit of glimpse of, of basically the, the next, uh, you know, three decades of our lives in that place is pretty amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I just want to, I wanted to kind of, uh, shout out to that, um, uh, we'll, we'll get to the interviews in just a second, but again, you know, U.S. versus Chile is is uh, at the bar this week, um, and uh, um, the the last thing is that um, you should go check out pensehomes dot uh, or just do this and call six one two three zero eight one one two two. We'll tweet that out and put it up on Facebook as well because. Uh, they're great friends of this podcast, and they've got awesome things to give away. And um, you probably want those things. So, without further ado, uh, at halftime, I interviewed Connor Tobin, and um, uh, he uh, was at uh, NSC Minnesota Stars, then Minnesota United, then he went for uh, f- a few years to North Carolina FC, and now he's with uh, Ford Madison. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we are going to uh, just do a little, I'm going to introduce you guys to uh, Turbo over here. Um, but I, wanted, I do want to say thank you to Forward Madison, to all the players for being doing a like, weird thing. I originally approached uh, Peter Wilt. I was like, hey, let's do a little interview. I was thinking, like, you know, you guys will be in town. Set up some merch. I'll interview you. And then he was like, Can we, what kind of food do you serve? <laughs> and I said, not food fit for athletes. So, so uh, anyway, we got real food for them. Uh, but if you want fake food, you can still buy it from us. Um, but I want to say thank you. Um, I'm very excited about Forward Madison. Uh, for, for, you know, I think most of you have now already caught Mingo Fever. Um, but right now we at least get a little chance to, to meet uh, Connor who is uh, a, you know, a, a veteran of, uh, of NSC Minnesota Stars. Um, yep. And, uh, and um, uh, you know, then was uh, most recently, then went to North Carolina FC, and now is, uh, you know, one of the I- inaugural players for the Mingos. And so, um, uh, uh, first of all, I want to I go back uh, for a minute here, Connor, and um, and ask you about the stars era, and I wonder if you 
maybe can tell us, you know, some, some people did see, who saw Connor play when, when he was here? A few of us, yeah, yeah. And so a few, few, people, few people just know that there's this legend of this very angry man. We have another angry man. Neil Lavity is also a former uh, um, uh, stars player. Uh, two of the angriest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. <laughs> they've gotten older now, and so they've, they're a little like, I think they've chilled out a bit. But anyway, Connor, maybe you can uh, tell us, uh, wh what was that like? What stands out from the, the Minnesota Stars period? Yeah, first of all, uh, this is awesome that all you guys came out to support us. Uh, on behalf of all the guys here, uh, it means a lot to us, so thank you. Um, yeah, and I was talking to Bruce earlier, and it, it was something when I was, uh, came in in 2012 and Neil was here in, I think, 2011. I actually chose, turned down a contract and went to Rochester. Terrible decision. Um, it felt unique, uh, already soccer in the Twin Cities in this area. Um, it already, even though we were only drawing a couple thousand fans a game, there was a sense of community that was already there that as a player, you wanted to go out and play in front of the fans. Even rolling up the stadium in a half full NSC with only one side really having anyone, it was still, you got goosebumps walking in the stadium. And it's because of the people that you're playing in front of. And it's been really cool to say that, you know, back in those days I had some little involvement, but also really cool from the last five, six years from afar to watch it grow and watch people get connected to that sense of community and turn it into, you know, what's happening right down the street. I wonder if there's a, a particular game or, or anything, moments that, that you, like, think about as, as standing out from your career here. Uh, and that's really easy. The first leg of uh, 2012 championship. Uh, second, I won't talk about the second leg, but... Um, <laughs> It was against Tampa Bay Rowdies in 2012. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that game, cold night. Yeah, awful, awful. Uh, the first leg, uh, bitter night, cold. Supporters were unbelievable that night. I, I remember Amani scoring an absolute wonder goal. Amani Walker, that is. Um, and then I thought I scored a rare goal. It would have been my first for the Stars. And actually, Martin Nunez put it in. But I celebrated like I won it, and I ran to the fans. And we like, all thought you had scored it. That's why oh, I, I, I did for, too. For years, I would say that, and then Kevin Friedland would be like, "No, no." It of course, was of course Kevin yeah. would try to take that from me. The guy was camping up on the sideline. Um, no, and the supporters spilling over in the field, and it was just kind of this whole moment. And then there was another minute of play, and it came back over, and just the, you know, the singing a Wonderwall uh, acapella style with the fans, but really initiated by players, and it was just something that it just felt like this kumbaya moment, and it was. Uh, Really, really cool, and that's probably one of the top moments in my career. And it's also one of the moments that was pivotal for the team otherwise because Dr. Bill McGuire was there that night, and that was one of the, one of the moments that he always talks about as, uh, as kind of why he bought the team or why he felt he needed to save the team. Yeah, to be honest with you, none of us had a clue. We, we flew to Tampa the next week and actually played the final and ended up losing in penalties. But we went back in the locker room not thinking the team was going to be around. We thought the team was going to fold. And it was only at that point when, uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty somber situation that uh, David Downs, who was then NASL commissioner, walked into the locker room and actually told us that there was an ownership group that was buying the team and that we were going to be around. So um, obviously very cool to be a part of that. So um, after, uh, after Minnesota, you went down to North Carolina and you spent, was it three seasons there? Five. Five. I'm that Jeez, old now. It's, well, yeah, it's been a long time. You look really old. I feel old. Um, and, that, you know, 
I, I wonder if you can kind of compare uh, or, or what, what what that was like during that period of you know, you had you've had a lot of changeover in North Carolina being rebranded from the Carolina Railhawks, um, also the push for MLS, uh, some similarities, but um, uh, what what was the differences there? What what did it look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the club, uh, you know, Steve Malik bought the club. I think t- end of twenty fifteen, um, rebranded end of 2016 to North Carolina Football Club. I might have those dates wrong, but, uh, you know, they... You don't work for them anymore. So. <laughs> don't work for them anymore, so exactly. Like um, no, they've put a lot into it, um, and they're, they're trying to do a lot of right things, but I think they're still struggling to create the sense of identity uh, and the sense of community that the fans did so much to build here, and that really laid the foundation for what this club's become, and I think the organization down there has struggled to foster that and the fans themselves have struggled to really articulate that in a way that, you know, I know there's people going back 25 years here, you know, Chris, uh, Bruce, yourself. No, I'm not that long. <laughs> I'm not 25 years, but um, but a lot of people that put a lot of sweat, sweat equity into building that sense of community and bringing people out. And, you know, you see now, I was talking to Bruce, and Bruce is talking about he went to an event there's 200 supporters, you know, there's 20 of them. And that, that's really a testament to how special that sense of community is that, uh, you know, a lot of people in this room help build. Um, and now these days, you move to Madison. And, um, you know, Forward Madison is a very different uh, event. You know, starting a, a club is very, way different than, uh, than the last two clubs that you were at. What kind of, uh, what has that been like? What, what, what excites you about it? Why did you take this gig? One, being back in the Midwest and not being in the South. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, one of the things I think here in soccer in the United States, it's, it's our challenge, but it's also the unique opportunity is in all of our communities, it's, you know, articulating a sense of identification. What does your community stand for? What does it mean to be from St. Paul? What does it mean to be from Madison? And that's maybe a little bit different than what happens in other parts of the world where, you know, if you're from Liverpool, that already means something. And that's been articulated. And here there's a lot more work to, you know, work with the communities that are already there to, you know, articulate what that is. And one of the really, you know, as I was talking to Daryl, I was talking to Peter about coming to Madison, is that the ownership group, the organization, I think seems to get that and wants to bring, you know, the people of Madison into that fold. And I think that's really how you create something that's special and unique and hopefully something that um, will be uh, sustainable and really kind of grow into something very cool. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, say thank you to Turbo. Um, uh, and after the game, uh, we will come back and we've got uh, head coach Daryl Shore that, that I'll interview. And uh, otherwise, thank you. You've got a closed-door scrimmage tomorrow. Then you're back. When's the first game of the season for you guys? We're away April 6th to Chattanooga, but our first home game, which I'm not sure if United plays that weekend at home, is April 27th. I don't know the schedule. I do know June 15th, I'm crashing on your futon. June 15th, I'm coming out, so if anyone else wants to like go on the train with me, Minnesota doesn't play, so we can all go out and yeah. crash on Connor's futon. Would love to see a lot of you guys down there. We're playing at a 100-year-old... Uh, baseball stadium, so it's brick and concrete. It's going to be a super unique venue. There's not too many like that in uh, U.S. soccer, so it's going to have a really cool feel. For some of you guys that were involved up in the NSC way in the old days, they're building a beer garden where you're actually going to be on top of a roof looking down on 
top of one of the goals. So it's going to be a really cool atmosphere. Perfect for heckling. So thank you, Connor. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Did you call yet? You should have called by now. Pentomes.com, they are sponsoring our show. We want to um, you know, support those who support us, who help kind of make weird soccer podcasts happen. So anyway, 612-308-1122. You can enter to win a uh, pretty awesome uh, prize package, and, uh, and it's really easy to do. So call that number. I said you guys should clap because in 2011, I was the one that was coaching against you when you won your championship. That's right. Thank you. So everyone buy shots for, uh, for Daryl Shore because, uh, you know, he gave us the cup. Um, <laughs> and he's also the kind of dude who does lots of shots. Um, so anyway, I, I want to I talk to you about Ford Madison um, and, and kind of what it's like putting together this team. Uh, but again, thank you for, for Forward Madison, the players, for coming out and watching with us. It's very cool to, to, uh, to see what you guys are doing and also bring more merch next time. But, um, but Daryl, let let's talk about, like, uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about, like, the career path that, that's led you to Madison and, and has any of that prepared you to put together a team for the first time, you know, in... You know, putting putting together a squad for the first time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not the first time I've put a team together. Um, in 1999, I had the Lehigh Valley Steam, which was an expansion team in the A-League um, that we put together from scratch and played uh, every game on the road because our stadium never got built and we had 13 different home venues, uh, none of them in the actual Lehigh Valley area. But... Um, when the opportunity came to meet with Peter and the ownership group of Forward Madison and when we talked about their vision and, and what we wanted to accomplish in Madison, uh, it was an opportunity that you couldn't pass up. And the ability to put a team together with Peter um, is just, uh, it's, you're talking about the godfather of putting teams together when you talk about Peter Wilt. And so... He started the fire, he started the Red Stars, he started Indy 11, and now he's behind the starting of, of Forward Madison FC. And having worked for Peter with the fire uh, in 2000 to 2006, um, once I found out that he was going to be involved with the team, I reached out to him and said, listen, uh, I'm in the market for a new job and uh, let's meet. So he said he'll treat breakfast uh, in our first meeting and we met at Denny's. Um, so... <laughs> I knew right away that we were we were good, and then the second selling point was he told me we could go south for preseason, and our guys have gotten to go to Rockford, Illinois, and St. Louis. And by the looks on their faces, they were really excited about that south trip. Guys, again, you have to like really clap for your coach because if you want to play in two weeks, but uh, um, uh, so. In terms of uh, then putting together a, a squad on the field, um, that that's a little bit tricky because you've got uh, or tricky or maybe a, a good part where you've got the ability to pull a little bit from Minnesota United. Um, you have to look around, and all of a sudden there's like eight new teams in the U.S., and so there's a sucking of, of talent. And so um, you know, putting together these amazing professionals who are here. 
um, what, what, how do you approach that and make sure that you get the right, uh, you know, you actually do have defenders now, so thank God. But, like, you get the right uh, balance there and also get the, the talent that you want. Well, the, the first thing we wanted to do was not only get good soccer players, but good people and, and players that understood what it takes to be involved, not just on the soccer field, but in the community um, and what it was going to be about building a, a first-year franchise. And we've had some bumps, and, and, and we've all gotten together about it, and, and we know that there's going to be a process of getting through some little, uh, you know, little nicks and knacks of, of what a first-year program goes through. But the, the big thing for us is what we've told our players and, and our fans hopefully are buying into is when we put our team together, it wasn't a team that plays in USL League One. We wanted to put together the best group of players that we could find that would not only win USL League One, but also be a competitive team if we were in the championship. Uh, as well as we want to be the team in USL League One that goes the furthest in the Open Cup. And our goal is to get to round four so we can hopefully play against an MLS team. And then from there, uh, who knows? But it, it came about with uh, talking to all the players. So our first player we signed was Don Smart, uh, a guy who had uh, obviously uh, played in the USL Championship, uh, played in some other leagues, and he understood what it was uh, about to be a part of a group that was starting from scratch. Um, and then we also, you know, talked about having some local players uh, from Wisconsin. So obviously J.C. Banks, who's a former Minnesota player, uh, was another guy that was high on our list. Um, you know, and then when we talked about signing our young guys and, and some players that we felt would be a good part of the group, we also felt like we needed to sign some veteran guys as well. So you bring in a goalkeeper like Brian Sylvester, you bring in a defender like Connor Tobin, you bring in a guy like Jeff Michaud who's played in a couple of the lower leagues. Uh, these are all guys that we knew we wanted to be part of our group. Then we go out and, and Peter does a great job of bringing Yosiel in. Uh, who's been capped with Panama for 14 times. So just a, a mix of all the guys. And for those of you that I didn't mention, we love all of you too, the rest <laughs> of our players. Um, but uh, just uh, trying to bring in what we call is a family and, and, and a family atmosphere and a, a group of guys that uh, not only get it on the field but also get it off of the field. And, and that's what's been a big part of – forward Madison and uh, I think you've seen the reception from our fans we've obviously seen the, the reception from the fans in Minnesota when we made the announcement that we are going to be affiliated with them uh, but our group is a family and, and, and we we are in this together and our goal is really to win the championship and so just the yeah there we, um, last question here is um, you have a couple players uh, or an assistant coach and a, a player who um who beat you for a championship? How often do they bring that up? Well, I told I told Neil that if he brought it up, he'd be fired. So, so I fired him three times already. Um, um, listen, uh, to be fair, the the better team won the championship that year, and and we uh, we came in here. We knew the cards were stacked against us, but um, they bring it up from time to time, and and then you know. I just tell them that if they want their next paycheck, they got to do the laundry or something. So, Well, um, it's, winning that championship was probably very piv pivotal for 
helping save uh, soccer in Minnesota. So you, you did, did us all a favor. Um, thank you, head coach Daryl Shore. Thank you, Fort Madison, and everyone else. It's really great to see you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.